Welcome to the Blockbusters and Birdwalks podcast. I am the curator, Garrett Chaffin Kirai. It's fashionable when talking about Movie of the Year award winners to address what films lost. The practice surely began with the original Oscars presentation in 1928 and has continued through today with literally millions of lounge chair judges assembling for each new Academy Awards ceremony. In certain years, this sideline conversation is all that should be focused on by critics and lay people alike each of them trying to make discoveries about what truly matters in movie art and entertainment, as in Cecil B. DeMille's Best Motion Picture Academy Award winner from 1952, The Greatest Show on Earth. Nominated against High Noon, Ivanhoe, Moulin Rouge, and The Quiet Man, The Greatest Show on Earth is exactly that kind of motion picture the critical establishment typically ignores because it's wholesome to the point of being saccharine, overlong to the point of boredom, and not much more than eye candy. For this viewer, it fails to offer a single point of thematic resonance, a character worthy of long-lasting consideration, or even a fresh approach to an interesting story world, the circus, which is deployed as just another backdrop for B-level melodrama. It's also important to remember that the Academy's voters didn't even nominate Singin' in the Rain, The Bad and the Beautiful, or Pat and Mike for the top award, and that much bad faith in recognizing quality means contemporaneous audiences sometimes have no idea what matters most. Of course, there's a good reason for this state of affairs. Cecil B. DeMille is the original epic movie maker from the highest points of the silent era all the way through the mid-century global hegemony of the Hollywood system. When heart failure killed him in 1959, he was a well-regarded Tinseltown myth, and his legacy of big-budget spectacles remain for us as a set of films that are long on special effects and moral messages, though often quite short on what I consider lasting artistic value. Still, many members of the Hollywood community, circa 1952, cut their teeth on DeMille's films, either by working on them or, more commonly, by watching them to learn about movie form and style. And it's this place, as one of the bedrock filmmakers of the first movie generation, that cements DeMille's place in cinema history. Set under the big top of Ringling Brothers Circus, The Greatest Show on Earth is about the process, artifice, politics, and problems of putting on a show. Brad Braden, played by Charlton Heston, is the circus manager who single-handedly leads his 1,400-person burden and lifelong love through good times and bad. Needing to earn money quickly, Braden options the biggest circus performer of them all, the great Sebastian, Cornell Wilde, and this sidelines his in-house star and would-be love Holly, played by Betty Hutton, a talented trapeze artist. Unfortunately, Sebastian is smitten with Holly, who he goads into ever more complex and daring high-wire stunts that worry Braden as he tries to save his circus and bring pleasure to small-town children all over the country. Behind these show business machinations are a trio of secondary stories that help move the love triangle along. The first involves a clown named Buttons, that's Jimmy Stewart, 
who's always in makeup with a mysterious past that won't leave him alone. There's also an unrequited love affair between the elephant handler Klaus, Lyle Betker, and the light of his heart, Angel, Gloria Graham, a longtime circus performer with an overdeveloped interest in Sebastian. Finally, there's a gangland leader working to frisk unwitting circus visitors and rig the circus games to his advantage. When Angel believes Holly is about to leave the circus with Sebastian, she flirts with Braden to make Klaus jealous. At the same time, an FBI man looks for buttons while the gangster capitalizes on Klaus's jealousy to try stealing the circus payroll. A spectacular train crash ensues, where Braden is nearly killed. And right then, Holly realizes her unyielding love for him as the circus troupe puts on a triumphant outdoor show. The greatest show on earth is broad family fun. It's uncomplicated and disposable, and it manages to include fun cameos by the likes of Bob Hope and Bing Crosby, among others. Still, The Greatest Show on Earth rankles because it is not great art, and this second-to-last film of DeMille's isn't a proper capstone for his contributions to American history. For that honor, Live to his final project, The Ten Commandments, from 1956, which is easy to ridicule, but hard to ignore as a cultural touchstone, and among the most long-lasting public entertainments in American life since it was first televised during the Easter season of 1973, a pattern that continues through the present. Thank you for listening to the Blockbusters and Birdwalks podcast. My name is Garrett Chaffin-Kirai. Boop-boopity-doo!